Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, Happy New Year to all of you, to my brothers and sisters in Christ, to those that are friends that I know and friends that I don't know. To all of you that are out there, I just really truthfully am, am praying that this year is a great year for all of us. There is no better way to start the new year than praising the name of the Lord God Almighty, which we serve, if indeed you do serve him. So, you know, as we come to this time of the year, it's that new year. It's a time when we think about change and what we could make as a difference in our lives. You know, making some kind of a turnaround, some kind of a complete change. We want to change everything in our lives sometimes. And we often make changes. We often make resolutions. And we start from that New Year's and we say, ah, you know what? I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to start exercising. The, the list goes on and on. And there's all kinds of resolutions that I'm sure that you've made, I've made over the years. The reality is that most of us, we won't lose weight. We won't get healthier. We won't quit smoking. Many won't quit drinking. Many of the decisions we've made to resolve to completely change our lives evaporate pretty quickly right after the first of the year. I was just talking to Steve, the producer of the show here, uh, my friend, and we were talking about the fact that years ago when I would really work out heavy in the gyms, uh, that that when the first of the year hit, we would have all kinds of people that would join the gym. And when March rolled around, guess what? Those people were gone. And so... <laughs> So that happens to be the way it is sometimes for all of us, I think. So ask anyone, ask anybody who works anywhere that has to do with gyms, has to do with any of those things. By March, it's a done deal. Don't misunderstand. I know that there's a lot of people out there that are going to continue. They're going to continue to exercise, stop smoking, lose weight. And maybe you're one of those that will truly make that decision and, and change. Uh, Olga and I were doing a daily devotional by a man uh, called Morning Mercies. And he said, yes, change is possible, not because you have wisdom and strength, but because you have been blessed with the grace of Jesus. Isn't that true? You're not stuck. You're not encased in concrete. Your life is not a dead end. The possibility of change has not slipped through your fingers. Change is possible for you and for me, even in the place that we are, even when that place seems hopeless that we could possibly change. Why? Because the giver of transformative grace has made it possible for both you and I. And he does this because, guess what? He dwells where we are. If you're in Christ Jesus, God dwells within you. 
And although we don't have the strength and the ability to change our lives, to make anything different, he has all the power, all the strength to do that. He gives us the will to desire to change, and then he turns around and gives us the ability to change. And so we may have feet of clay. We may not always stand on sure ground, but as long as Christ lives within us, we are possible of changing to quit smoking, quit drinking, doing all those things. And more importantly than anything else, to resolve to serve God in a greater capacity than we have ever done before. And yes, that means being in our word and on our knees to stop thinking of self and start thinking of God because we are here to glorify him. God is committed to our change, and this is requoting here, is committed to our change in what is called progressive sanctification. So remember, if, if you really are a true believer, that you've been justified by the blood of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, and you are being transformed day by day into the likeness of Christ. Isn't that amazing? Because God gives us a desire to change, like I said, and he gives us the ability to change. Isaac Newton said in the first law of, of motion, everything continues in a state of rest unless it is compelled to change by a force impressed upon it. You know, <laughs> maybe better put is people won't change until they see the light and others won't change until they feel the heat. And that is really true, that there has to be some reason for us to change. In my life, my desire to change is to serve him because I know I don't always serve him right. For some, it, it will be the loss of a job that will cause them to change their lives, the loss of a wife or a family, the loss of their health, or maybe even their freedom that will cause them to get on their knees and to seek the only giver of change, and that's Jesus. Jesus died to give us a second birth. And with that second birth, a second chance. Isn't it amazing? We always talk about giving people a second chance, but the Lord of the universe has given us another chance. And every day, he gives us another chance to change. It's true, someday we'll run out of time. Someday we'll die. Sometime we will no longer care. But while today is still called today, then this is the day that we need to come to the Lord, isn't it? John 3, 1 says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, and this is how it becomes possible for us to change. A ruler of the Jews, this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered him, he said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Isn't that always the question? How, since I have lived my life the way I have lived it all these years, now how can I be born again? Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born? 
Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and we testify of what we have seen. And you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven, but he who has come down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man, who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, I want to stop here for a second and remind you that the children of Israel were in the desert. They were being bitten by, by poisonous snakes, and they were sick, and they were dying. And the Lord told Moses, Make a bronze serpent and lift it up on a pole, and all those who will look to the serpent up on this brass pole will be healed. It was, by the way, not the serpent that healed them. It was not the pole that, that saved them. But it was their faith. And so Jesus was lifted up. And so as Moses was li has lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, and he was lifted up, that whomever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whomever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. There is one way to change, to look at Jesus and believe. He is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, and no one comes to the Father but through him. Our churches are failing to tell the message sometimes that there is only one way, only one truth, and that is Jesus Christ, only one light. And Unless you are willing to look to Jesus Christ, you cannot be born again. You cannot be born of the Spirit. And if you are not born of the Spirit, you will not enter into the kingdom of God. That isn't something that I'm saying. It's what the Bible says. And so, if you want true change, then you're going to have to come to Christ. That was what the birth of Christ was all about. To give the lost the chance to pay the price that we couldn't pay to give us a second birth to give us a new tomorrow that is filled with change not just one solitary moment but changing every day to become more Christ-like for both believer and non-believer we need to remember that although each day brings with it the chance of change to repent but it also means that someday, as I said, we will run out of time. So, again, I want to reiterate, while today is still called today, 
make the decision to change. James 4 says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go and do such and such in in a city. Spend a year there, buy and sell, make a profit, whereas you don't know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, it is sin. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, truthfully, we need to remember that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And I know I just said that, but I don't think we get it all the time. That change is only possible through him. That, that we don't have every tomorrow from here to eternity. We don't know if today is our last day. We don't know if next week we will be there. And so we make these plans and we do these things, and yet we don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, on the news there was a a football game a few years ago. And at the mission each day, I see how far our country has slipped. I see that people no longer honor the Word of God. They no longer honor the country. They They want change, but they don't know what that change is like. I I can only seek God's wisdom for my change in my life. And truthfully, guys, that's all you can do too. 2 Timothy 2 says, Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant from David. This is my gospel for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. Paul didn't know what his tomorrow would be. He was in chains, but he knew this, that eventually, ultimately, eternally, God would be with him. But God's word is not changed, and therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here's a worthy saying, if we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we denounce him, he will also denounce us. If we are faithless, then he will remain faithful for he cannot disown himself. Keep reminding them of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Listen, in this country right now, we argue about every single thing that comes along, and yet eternity stands by for no man. True change comes when we die to self each day, when we become smaller in our own eyes 
and God becomes greater. True change isn't on the outside of the heart, but it's on the inside of the heart that it counts. You know, I'm reminded of Matthew where Jesus had been preaching and and such a big crowd had gathered that he went out on a boat and he was standing offshore and he told them all these things, the Bible says this. And it tells us that there was a farmer, uh, and it's in Matthew 13, a farmer went out to sow seed and as he scattered the seed, and this is going to be true of every segment of our society, and I I pray and want each one of you out there to be the good seed. The farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he scattered the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but the sun came up and the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Listen to me truthfully. A lot of times people will hear the word of God and they're excited about the word of God and they get excited for a season and then right away it's just snatched away from them. Verse 7 says, Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and the plants and and were choked by the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop of 160 and 30 times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. The disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, The knowledge of the secret of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whomever has will be given more, and and he will have an abundance. Whomever does not have, even that which he has taken will be taken from him. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing and ever understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. You remember the Pharaoh? He calloused his heart against God, and God hardened his heart even further. And They have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For I tell you the truth, many prophets of righteous righteous men long to see what you have seen, what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Listen, then to what the parable of the sower means. And I've really truthfully, guys, whatever I say is not important, but the word of God truthfully is. And this parable explains, ask yourself where you fall on this. What are the people around you? Where, where do they stand in these things? 
Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the devil, the evil one, comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed that is sown along the path. The one who received the seed fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. But when trouble and persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. We've all seen that, haven't we? The one who receives the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, choke it out, making it unfruitful. But the one who receives the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Brothers and sisters, if anything in this new year, you know, we talk about donations this time of year. We talk about Christmas that's past. We talk about those things. But truthfully, I want us all to just remember that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That he is the only way. That the gospel can't be watered down by people who who want to make it easier. What you need to do is repent and believe. Turn to him, and he said he would heal us. You know, when we come to these last few minutes, I, I just want to us to remember that to live the life that God has meant for us, it it doesn't mean to deprive us of fun. It it means a life that's filled with joy and laughter. It's a life filled with love and one filled with the knowledge that you are forever safe in the Lord, arms of the Lord Jesus Christ. To, true change only comes when we come to God, when we change and when we su- seek the fruit of the Spirit. I see at the mission every day men who seek the Lord and those that don't. I've seen the ones that receive it with great joy, only to be just very shallow. We're down to one minute, and I know this has been a little bit of a different program, but truthfully, my heart is heavy because I see the world changing and the Word of God being watered down, and I don't want that to happen for you. I don't want that to happen for the men and for the women at the mission, and I don't want it to happen in my own life. Be on your knees. Be in your word. Be faithful to your church. Serve God. Put self aside, and you will have joy that you will never understand this side of the kingdom. And that I can absolutely guarantee you because sometimes our hearts are filled with joy when our eyes are filled with tears, but there's a joy the world can never understand. And it can also never take it from us. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And so, as always, my dearest friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand.
You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to ugmsac.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268. 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street. Tell not to see him for the 21st time.